This week I have, maybe you have as well, I've heard a lot of talk this week about the language of a man. Uh, the language of a man. I heard, and, and perhaps you heard the tape of, of Donald Trump and what he was recorded as saying. And, and let me just go ahead and say that today what I said on Sunday, uh, I will tell you very clearly today, I think both of the candidates are a shame. Uh, I think both of them are disgusting. I think both of them, it's ridiculous that these are the people that we have to be the president of, of the United States. And I think the biggest problem is I think they're a reflection of our nation. There's a reason they are the nominees, and I believe they're, they're a reflection of our nation. But let me just go ahead and be clear with that. But, but that said, this recording is released, and then since then, in the news cycle since then, um, a whole lot of people are talking about the language of a man. I've heard several people say that that's just men talk. That's just how uh, men talk. That's how a man talks. And, and that's how we speak as men. And I've heard that on the news. I've heard people say that. I've heard people in town say that's just how men talk. I also hear people say, well, that's a private conversation. And, and it's not meant to be public. And that's how men talk in private. And so it's not a big deal. That's how men talk in private. I, Donald Trump uh, in, in, in the debate the other day, he comes out and says, well, it's just locker room talk. Uh, this is how men converse with each other. This is how they relate to each other. And it may be coarse, but that's just locker room talk. And if you remember, he comes out and that's how he explains it. He was sorry for it, but it was just locker room talk. Uh, this past Monday, Donald Trump's son uh, comes out and he says, this is how alpha men Talk. This is how type A men talk. And, and basically he's saying this is how real men talk. This is how powerful men talk. This is how the movers and the shakers, this is how they talk. And there's all this discussion going on on the language of a man. Well, today in our men's lunch, uh, our question is how does a follower of Jesus Christ, how do they talk? How does he talk? And, and really as a Christian man, um, how should we and how would we talk? And, and more than all that, is this type of language acceptable before God? Our subject today is the biblical man and his language. The man that's trying to live according to God's word and his language. And we want to see today, and our point today is this, we want to see what the Bible says about this subject. We want to see what God has said about this subject. And so we're going to look at a man and his language. Now the first thing, let me start off today. Let me show you two truths today. Let me show you and establish for you two truths as we begin today. And the first one is this. Your words reveal your heart. Your words reveal your heart. And I truly believe that. What you say reveals who you are. It reveals who you are at your very core. It, it reveals what you love and it reveals who you follow. Your words reveal your heart. I had a coach when I was in college and, and he used to say, uh, what is on the inside of a man eventually will come out. And that's what he would say. You know what? You wait long enough, you watch long enough and what is on the inside of a man will eventually come out. I had a preacher when I was in college, and he used to say that when, the, when you squeeze somebody, when pressure is applied to somebody, the real stuff comes out. And what's on the inside is going to show up eventually on the outside, especially when the squeeze is on, when, when tough things come. And I believe both of those 
Um, most of the time it shows up in our language. And so I'll just tell you that the truth is this. Your words reveal your heart. You know what? God knows that. God hears that. God cares about that. That is why David, in Psalm 19, verse 14, he sings, let the words of my mouth. You ever think about that? It's tied to the meditation of his heart. Let what he thinks and the words of his mouth be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So the first thing is this, your words reveal your heart. Well, you might can hide it for a while. You might downplay it for a while, but the truth is your words reveal your heart. Second truth is this, your words, as a Christian, your words are to reveal Jesus Christ. Do you understand that? Do you get that today? Your words, as a Christian, they are to reveal Jesus Christ. That's why this is a big deal. That's why scripture talks about it. Uh, think about that for just a second. We hear the spoken word, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And by hearing it, we're able to receive it. And then when we receive it with our mouth, we proclaim Jesus Christ as our Lord. Romans 10 verse 9 says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart. See, your heart's revealed by your mouth. If you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Then, after we're saved, we're given the mission to proclaim the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ to others. Now understand, that's not done with our life. A lot of folks say, well, I'll just live out the good news. Well, I don't know who you think you are. Your life's not so impressive that people want to find Christ. Oh, I'll just have good actions and folks will see Christ in that. No, we proclaim Jesus as Christians with our mouth. Your mouth is to reveal Jesus Christ. Think about this verse in Ephesians 6 verse 19. Paul asked the church, he's wrapping up the letter, and he asked the church to pray that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the gospel. Do you see that? He's praying for boldness that he'll open his mouth and speak words that reveal Jesus Christ. Your mouth reveals your heart. Your mouth is to reveal Jesus Christ. That's why it matters. That's why it's a big deal. So bring that to us today. So today, how should a Christian speak? What should a Christian's language sound like? As a man who desires to follow Jesus Christ and to live according to his word, what should your language sound like? And I want to give you four things, and it's going to come from Scripture. I want to give you four things that a man who desires to follow Jesus Christ, who lives according to his word, what his language should sound like. First is this. Our language should be trustworthy. Do you hear that? Our language should be trustworthy. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 25 says, Therefore laying aside falsehood, put aside the lies, put aside the nonsense. Speak truth each one of you. Be very clear today. As a follower of Jesus Christ, we are to speak truthfully. What is the language of a man? How does a man speak? The man speaks the truth. Bible tells us God can't stand lies. In fact, it says he hates lying lips. In fact, it says it's, lying is an abomination to God, which means it makes him hate it. 
the language of a man is to be trustworthy. If a man who follows Jesus Christ says something, you should be able to believe what he says. That is the language of a man. First thing, second thing, our language is to be trustworthy. Second, our language is to be dependable. Well, that sounds like the same thing. It sounds like it's pretty close. I want you to see the difference. You know what? We're supposed to speak the truth. As a man, as a Christian, we're supposed to speak the truth, but more than that, our language is supposed to be dependable. It means this, you can count on it. You can take it to the bank. Remember when there was a time when somebody said something and whatever they said, it didn't matter. You could trust their word and you could take their word to the bank. That is how the language of a Christian is supposed to sound. Matthew chapter five, verse 37 says, and let your yes, if yes, be yes. That means if a Christian says it is yes, you should be able to count on the fact that it is a yes. It says let your no be no. That means if a Christian says the answer is no, you should be able to take it to the bank. The answer means no. The language of a man is to be dependable. Think about the age we live in right now. We expect it's not dependable. Well, can you sign this and can I get your thumbprint and two IDs? We go, to the, we go to, the, to, the, to the debate and we hear all the garbage they say and then instantly they run fact checkers on it. What kind of nonsense is that? If I've got to check your facts, you don't need to serve me in my, in my government. We expect that people's language is no longer dependable. You know what the language of a man is? It is dependable. Third thing, it's to be trustworthy, it's to be dependable. Third thing is this, our language is to be pure. Here's a, here's a thought that's probably escaped us. Our language is to be pure. Ephesians chapter four, verse 29 says, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth. A Christian man, his language is to be pure. That means in, in the simplest form, it is to be clean. That's what God has said. Your words are to be Pure. What is the language of a man? It's not trash. It's not garbage. It's not to be unwholesome. It is to be pure. Our language as a Christian man is to be pure. Fourth thing is this. Our language is to be reverent. Our language, the language of a man is to be reverent. Now what that means is this. Our words, the language that we use should be spoken in light of our God. Do you understand that? The words that we use should be spoken in light of our God. Ephesians chapter five starts off and the, and the chapter says, be imitators of God. The fifth chapter, be imitators of God. And then if you were to read through the fifth chapter, it starts to tell you what that looks like. You know what, you wanna imitate God? You wanna glorify him by reflecting his glory to him? You wanna imitate God? Here's what it looks like in Ephesians chapter five. In verse four it says this, and there must be no filthiness and silly talk or coarse joking which are not fitting. What that means is this, not fitting. It means, you know what, that language doesn't reconcile with a follower of Jesus Christ. That, that language doesn't add up for a person who's professing to follow Jesus Christ. Very simply, it doesn't fit. Do not talk like that because it doesn't fit. It's not fitting with a follower of Jesus Christ. What is the language of a man? It is reverent. It is in view of and in light of the holy God that we follow. Men, in, in our world, 
And in this culture, Satan himself has stolen the language of a man. Do you understand that in 2016, you listen, you watch, you hear our culture, our world, Satan himself has stolen the language of a man. He's lied to us and, and, and said, you know what, a real man says this. Hey, hey, an alpha man, he says this. A, a real man, this is how he would speak and the language of a man has been stolen away from us. Let me tell you this today, it is time for men and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, I'm talking about real men with testosterone that flows through their veins, men who follow God, men who aren't sellouts, men who haven't and are not gonna compromise to stand up and say, you know what, no. A man's language reveals a heart changed by Jesus Christ. A man's heart reveals the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, and his word is true, and you can believe it, and it's dependable, and you can take it to the bank, and it's pure, and it's not diluted, and it's reverent, and it's in light of our God. That is the language of a man, and all the rest of it is a lie. All the rest of it, I don't care Donald Trump or whoever says it, is the sign of a weak, compromising, Sell out of a man. It's time for real men to take the truth of what a man's language is back. Let me be very honest with you. I'll, I'll be flat honest with you. I've been preaching now for 11 years. goes by very fast. At the time God called me to be a preacher, didn't see it coming, uh, my language honestly was atrocious. Uh, my language was pretty foul. And I'll just, I'll just be honest with you, that's how you express your anger. And I, I need you to know I'm mad. You know how I'm going to do it? I'm going to use my language. That's how I express it. That's how I get somebody's attention. You know what? This guy here's done this and he needs to get, I need to get his attention. I'm going to use my language to do that. That's how you fit in. That's, that's what's funny. And that had become my language. I'm going to tell you very honestly today, uh, my first two years as a preacher, uh, I was scared to death that somebody would come and they would say something or they would do something and that language would pop out all over them. I was scared that they're going to come in and do something and I'm going to say all these crazy words and I'm going to get fired this afternoon. Here's what we do. We mess up. We get pulled into things we didn't intend to be. We get to places we didn't intend. We listen to things we shouldn't listen to. Our language becomes something that never should have been. Here's what we do. We repent. God, I'm sorry. God, my language is not what it should be, not what, not what glorifies you. Forgive me for that. You know what he says he does? He forgives you for that. We ask him for the power to turn and to leave it. And I have to start to pray, God, change my response, change my language, change my attitude. Uh, and then we begin to fill our mind with, with other language. You know what? I, I, I'm not going to speak like that. I commit to having a different language. And then I speak with the language of a man as defined by God and his word. We mess up. We ask God to forgive us. We ask him to give us the power to repent, to speak his language, his truth, and that our words would glorify him. Glad you're here today. Pray that God spoke to you. I'm going to ask if you'll stand. I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer, and we'll be dismissed. Let's pray. During Father, we come. We're thankful for you today. We're thankful that you love us us in this room, man, we mess up. We get off track. Uh, we, have, we have good intentions. We let them go. Uh, we sin against you. 
we come and we know what you've told us to do. We decide we're not going to do it. On and on and on. We're sinful. And yet you love us and you forgive us. You don't put us in a trash heap and you're not going to write us off, but you, through Christ, offer redemption and forgiveness and a clean slate and a new start through Jesus. And I'm thankful for that. I'm also thankful that you tell us that once we follow Christ, that's not, the, that's not the finish line, that's the starting place. And we're to live lives that point others to Jesus. And, and our hearts are now revealed by not only our actions, but by our words. And then the gospel is going to go out and be, be shown to other folks through our words. And I pray as men in this room that we would say, you know what, we've been lied to about the language of a man. And a true man does not sell out and compromise, but stands upon God's truth. His word is true and it's trustworthy. His word's dependable and you can take it to the bank. His word is reverent and it's, it's spoken in light of the God that we serve. Help us to, to speak like that. We come today and we tell you we love you, we praise you, we thank you, and we worship you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen.